As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Is this thing on? One, two, mic check, one, two. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show. Monday on The Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Party of Hood. No, let me stop my Zach. Let me stop my Zach impersonation. <laughs> we need to keep that in. I do have a take. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say about it, obviously, congrats to Nicola. Uh, you know, he deserved it. He had a, an amazing season. Uh, you know, there's no right of all. You know, there's there was a lot of candidates. Uh, he could have gone either way. Like Giannis, uh, you know, uh, Devin, Booker, you know, being on the best team in the league by far. Uh, so I guess every year is all about, you know, whatever you guys decide, whatever fits the narrative. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on the show, Celtics choke or Bucks yoke, Grizzlies in seven, game six predictions, more awards, and LeBron Dunn in La La Land. Happy Apple Pie Day, especially to you, Jason Biggs. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoy is producing in this corner. The Longmeadow legend, the kingpin from Beantown who calls it like he sees it and often calls it before he sees it and sometimes sees it like he calls it. In his heyday, he liked the hot box because he always wanted all the smoke, and he's exactly who Omar from The Wire was talking about when he said, you come with the king, king. you best, best not, not miss. miss. He's the one and only J. King. Jay, your team is getting blown out. Are you dancing to whoop that trick? Hell no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not dancing to whoop that trick. I, uh, and honestly. It's a banger. It's a banger. I once tried to fight one of my high school teammates because he laughed after a loss. Like I, I'm, so I'm not gonna be dancing with that. So you're a maniac. Got it. <laughs> yeah, but Draymond's a maniac too, and he was dancing with that trick. So you shouldn't have lost. And in this corner, the Bay Area legend, the stitching to the glove, the parent to the J kid. He puts the awe in B Shaw. He writes the hook for Hook Mitchell. He puts the ill in Lillard. It's the three-time author of Bay Area and NBA basketball. He created a rap group, a scribe called Quest. You can mark us all down as fans of the legends, the one and only Marcus Thompson. Marcus, would you give Jalen Brunson $100 million? 
To do what? Would you give him a hundred million dollars to play basketball? Yeah, if you're a team. No, I would not. I'd what? Give, I'd give him eighty. Eighty? Yeah. I'd I mean, give what's 80. another twenty at that point? Another player. Just five a year. You're not getting a good player for five a year. I mean, come on. That's just Cuban's money. You get one for ten for two. Yeah, it's just Mark Cuban's money. He's got all that. You know, he's got money on top of money. Well, maybe not after this uh, this coin crash that's happening all over. Who could have seen the crypto thing falling apart? I don't know. I'm sure your NFTs will keep everybody afloat, though. The kids don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Coming soon from a... From a destitute shack, Jay King. All right, Jade, start the clock. Take one. The Buck of the Irish on Wednesday night. The Bucks pulled out a fourth quarter comeback that will most certainly linger in the minds of Celtics fans and players for a while. Just when it looked as though the Celtics were going to take a commanding 3-2 series lead up 14 in the fourth. Giannis and the Bucks rallied late for a 110-107 pivotal Game 5 win with blood running down his left eye. Or was it his right eye? I think it was his right eye. Reminiscent of Rocky Balboa, Giannis would not throw in the towel. As he finished with 40 points and 11 rebounds, while guard Drew Holiday added 24 points and sealed the game with a block and a steal on back-to-back possessions against Marcus Smart. Quote from Marcus, not so smart. They're defending champs. He made some championship plays. You think? Jade, play the tape. Did you see on that last play, too? Um, it looked like he had the open lane to the hoop, and then Drew kind of cut you off there. Did you even see him in your line of vision on the way to the hoop? No, I didn't see him. It wasn't. Uh, what? The play was actually JT was supposed to come up and get it, but everybody was just standing around. Yeah! Um, we had no timeouts, and it was a five-second count on the way. So, you know, I just got open. Tried to make a play. Drew did a good job of, you know, helping. Um, that's it. Made a good play. Okay! Uh, pardon me, madam. Will this be reflected upon my frequent fire miles? Did you book your flight online? More like Drew Helva play, am I right, guys? That was a tweet of mine. I don't know. It's not a big deal. Jay, was this a Boston choke? Or as Jade confusingly put it, a Milwaukee yoke? Uh, <laughs> A Milwaukee yoke. I think the yoke is the good thing. I think that's what that means. I'm not quite I sure. I think it was a, a, a choke and a yoke. It, it can be both, right? <laughs> like the the Bucks made a ton of amazing plays. Giannis's three when they were down six with a minute and forty seconds left. Like that guy, he was he had made three for eighteen from three point range the rest of the series. He's just un- unafraid yeah. of that moment. With like 13 seconds left in the shot clock, the the Bucks hit everything in the fourth quarter. They offensive rebounded like heck, but at the same time, it's like Celtics. They're up six with two minutes left. They're up 14 with 10 minutes left. They piss away possessions down the stretch. Marcus Smart had just a tough, tough final minute, and then they they can't can't rebound. They collide with each other in a final moment. That's the type of loss that can just tear you apart. You're sitting in the locker room looking at Marcus Smart like, what were you doing trying to go to the rack when you got picked by Wes Matthews? You could look around. Somebody screwed up that final play when Drew Holiday had the block. That inbounds pass was not supposed to go to Marcus Smart. You've got to look around if you're in that Celtics locker room like, what the hell were y'all doing? (laughs) I had 
that could tear you apart, man. That that was a tough, tough loss for them. Yeah, Marcus, where do you where do you put this loss for the Boston Celtics? It's a tough one. This is definitely. It's not a choke though. Uh, it's it's necessary if they're gonna win a championship. Like you gotta bounce back from this. Like it, it can't be easy. I think they ran across like a championship team, and you know, like Marcus Smart now knows. You know, I should probably give the ball up <laughs> when we get to these moments, <laughs> right? You can't go play hero ball and start doing ridiculous stuff. I knew the game was over when he decided to take that. When he's like, oh, I got this, y'all. <laughs> it's like, no, Drew Holiday, it's, he won a championship doing this. So to me, I think they just ran into a team who knows how to win, who's never out of it, who are like maniacs who just come for you. And they don't stop. That's the thing about Giannis, man. He will never stop coming. So you got to be on your, you got to be on top of your game. I think that I think that's a valuable lesson. Uh, you know, they could still push us to seven, and you get to that point. The part that is concerning, if you're a Celtics fan, is dude, they've already been to Eastern Conference Finals. They should have learned and, these lessons that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right. You should kind of have this Same down stuff already. Yeah. Two years ago. That's the part where I'm like, okay, maybe you just don't have it. But I mean, that was far more an impressive performance by Milwaukee than, than a Is that a lesson that you learn for the rest of this postseason? Or is that a lesson you learn for next postseason? Yeah, you take, you take home. home with yeah. you. Because that's you take the question. Home with right? you on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and look, I I don't think that's something that's hampered them for most of this series. Like game three, they dominated the fourth quarter and lost after the Bucks hit, you know, two great plays w- with Giannis and Drew, and then they missed a split or they made a shot a split second after the buzzer. Game game four, they're down ten or whatever it was and come flying back. So for- fourth quarter execution for the Celtics had been pretty good. Now this that's the type of quarter that will test you, <laughs> and and like you got to come back from that. And like you said, Marcus, to to be a champion, but but it's not that difficult. Uh, Jason Tatum is wide open. He's wide open. Just give him the ball. (laughs) Jalen Brown just destroyed him in the third quarter, and I don't think he touched the the ball the last minute. Celtics didn't take a single three-pointer in the fourth quarter, which is interesting to me because the Bucs took six, and they made all six. And and look, like I – I don't think you need to win with three pointers, but it's it's kind of funny that you don't take one all quarter and then you need to get one on the final possession. You just get stripped, right? Like that's a that's kind of a, a crazy sign of just how the Bucks defense one clamped down, but also you know Celtics kind of choked a little bit. Yeah, we thought Marcus Smart had like ascended to this new level of basketball IQ from the Nets series, mm-hmm. right? He's like, he didn't take the open shot; yeah. he made the pass. We were like, Marcus Smart yeah. has arrived; he has his PhD in basketball. But and he was great he the rest a, of the game. Like his third quarter yeah. was awesome. He made a couple defensive plays just before he kind of <laughs> made some big shots. <laughs> yeah, he made, he made some big shots like at times. Like, but that last minute was just yeah. rough. Rough, rough. You have to know where Drew is. There's two guys on the floor. You got to you got to know where Drew is, and you got to know where Giannis is. And Drew just played it. I, I mean, that's I, one of the best defensive plays you'll ever see. Yeah, and I, and I don't know what whether it was the Celtics kind of taking their foot off the gas once they got up big, or or the Bucks just really defended a, at a high level. But the Bucks switched everything down the stretch, and like the Celtics should be able to beat that against Bobby Porter. Like you got to find ways to 
pick apart Bobby Portis and and guys like that in in one on one coverage. And the Celtics they just settled for too many mid range jumpers. All right, time for take two. Listen, seven in Memphis. Let's look at the shot selection. High quality shots for the Grizzlies. Hence, how to adjust. They're not going to face the late game execution question tonight. Jackson got a three. But boy, has this team the Dallas Grizzlies crushed the Warriors 134 to 95 as they now trail 3-2 in the best of seven series, heading back to the Bay. Memphis led by as many as 55 points, and its 39-point win tied the third largest victory when facing elimination in NBA postseason history. Quote from Clay Thompson, it was awful. Jade, play the tape. <laughs> hey, what was that What was that like out there? You guys don't often lose in a fashion like that. What was that like? Oh, it was awful. It was embarrassing. Um, from the opening tip, I mean, we have great flow and, you know, they were more aggressive than us, reflecting in the 33 throws to our 13. And uh, we all had the mindset we were going to close it out tonight, but sometimes basketball is an exact science and we play like a shell of ourselves. So, like I said before, we'll watch film, make necessary adjustments, and you'll see a totally different effort on Friday. The Grizzlies open the third quarter with a 42-14 run as the lead swelled to 119-64 with 40 seconds left in the quarter. Making matters worse for Golden State, Otto Porter Jr. was ruled out for the second half because of right knee soreness. Draymond Green wearing a do-rag and a half-lit cigarette dangling from his mouth said, down by 55, down by 5, lost by 55, lost by 5. We lost. Jade, play the tape. How do you guys better limit the turnovers? That seemed to be kind of the biggest factor in that. I think we're sped up. Um, you know, we got to go away from pressure. I think we're going into pressure. Uh, I just think, you know, really all series, we've kind of been sped up. Just got to slow down. Jesus. I promise I'm not this fat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Marcus, are the Warriors in trouble or will the Chase Center send them on to the next round? I, I don't know that we know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I don't, can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know that we know the answer to that, to be honest. I, I think. I wrote about this in the athletic. I think a lot of what we presume about the Warriors, we kind of just pull from the previous mm-hmm. era, right? Like, hey, they'll they'll do this, they'll do that, but they got a lot of dudes on the scene who've never been through that before, and the guys who led them before are older now, right? So I think we will learn. What we saw was the exact opposite of what Milwaukee did, <laughs> right? It was like. <laughs> I mean, can you get it? was like you swung the pendulum all the way the other way. Yeah. Like, Milwaukee is down, they're ready to lose, and they find something and they pull that game out. And the Warriors got one whiff of adversity and just straight cave, just completely cave, top to bottom. 
So yeah, it was it was disastrous. Um, I asked Steph that same question, like, was that was Game Five the sign of what you guys are made of, or will it be the response? And he says it's the response. It so better they go be the out response. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, can't, like, it can't be another but, Game Five. Like that can't be. Yeah, it can't. It definitely can't be that. Mm, everything. Um, they obviously came out with a sense of urgency and our game plan in terms of how we know we could beat this team. Things we focus on, we did everything wrong. Turnovers, offensive rebounds, fouls. And on the road, when you give a team that's playing with desperation life like that, you don't think you lose about 40, but it's, um, you can lose control of the game really quickly. That last like three minutes of the first quarter, and they went on a 9-0 run, got their crowd into it, they got life, and they just, they ran away with it from there. So, um, understand this series is kind of interesting it's with, with Jai out there there's a certain game plan that you have to approach a game with when he's out they're obviously a very complete team that had an amazing record in the regular season and you have to respect that and understand that it's a different approach um, we felt that tonight and now we gotta do something about it on Friday so, you know, if they go out and win game six and win the series in advance, obviously it'll take some of it off of that mm. game. They, they they do have this tendency to, like, nonchalant their way through games. They do, right? yeah. They just do that. They do. They, they, they don't that take like stuff serious. They don't take stuff Really, they don't. They don't. They don't take stuff serious. So, but that do, even if they get past the series, it does make you wonder what y'all gonna do against against the Bucks it, or against the Celtics. Yeah, or, you know what I'm saying? Or even against Phoenix. Yeah, you can't have games where you're just chilling mm-hmm. like that. So that to me, those questions like this is not the championship team. Like this is a team trying to become a champion again. And they, they they need places to turn, and nobody was there. <laughs> like, nobody was there when they were trying to turn to. It was, it was wild to watch. Side to side, move your head. Watch him now, watch him. Right, remember, he's got two hands, right? Damn, man, what the hell are you doing? This guy will knock you on your ass. Come on, Rock, it's not a game. You want to live in the hospital for five weeks this time? You thought I was tough? This jump will kill you. All right. Come on, come on. Get your head on your shoulders, man. Think about the fight. Think about the fight. Clubber Lang's in here. He's trying to hurt you, Rock. He's trying to hurt you. Okay, here he comes. Jab. He's jabbing. He's jabbing. He's trying to hurt you. You gotta fight him. You gotta move. I think it's it's sort of like you said with the Celtics like these are the lessons you have to learn and and it's weird to think that about the Warriors because you think they got Steph they got Draymond they got Clay they should know this stuff it's like how many big games have the other guys played they, they got Kaminga out there they got Wiggins out there they are quite frankly running out of guys who can actually play defense at, at a playoff level with Porter hurt and Iguodala still hurt and 
And so I, I, I do feel like like that's a lesson that that those guys have to, to learn, the Jordan Pools of the world. When, when you have a team down 3-1 and their best player's out, you got to go for the kill. You you can't just lay back and throw a ton of turnovers and let guys walk into wide open threes. Like That's not going to cut it. Just finish the series early, get your rest, and move on to the next series. So th- um, three points in 20 minutes on one of six shooting is not the way to... Send the team home. That's not even. That's not. That don't even tell you how bad it was. <laughs> Yo, Clay like, was minus forty five. No, he was in twenty five minutes. Like, the, and he actually like. I thought at least shooting the ball, he looked pretty good. You know, they they didn't care. They do this thing with Memphis where they're like playing the I dare you to yeah. defense, right? Like, man, I, I dare well, you shoot that, that. Like, and then they start hitting it every time, and then yeah. they go cold. But they no, didn't go cold. That, they never that was stopped. The thing too, like Jaron Jackson Jr. started like trying to take Draymond off the dribble, which I'm like, what are you doing? And then he he scores a few times. I'm like, okay, I don't know if Draymond's not taking this seriously. If if Triple J has just like kind of figured out a couple of things against him one on one, but he's using his length and he's using body control and it and it's looked good. And and really, the Warriors have looked like shit the last two games. This isn't just game five. They didn't look good in game four. They didn't play well. Like Steph had a flurry in the fourth quarter to save them, but they're lucky they're not down 3-2. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Draymond uh, hasn't played well in this series. Like this has been he, he hasn't. a bad Draymond series. I didn't expect that. Like I, I always expect But him to we play knew a this from the beginning though, right? We knew this from the beginning. This is why Memphis is tough for them. They have an mm. answer for that. Like that the the odd part was that the Warriors figured it out initially. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right? So that, that was the part where it was like, oh, okay, wow. This this team kind of, th- they do have an answer for that. But all year long, it looked like they didn't have an answer for it. So to me, yeah, it's just, I, I expected Draymond to have a tough time with this, with this series. And they've been able to win without it. But now they kind of, they, they need him. And you put Steven Adams, dude, he was just like, yeah. What you gonna do, Draymond? I'm standing on the basket. He really and was. And Draymond is out here, like, you know, like with the, you know, traffic copping it. That they like, no, bro, you, you got four on five in that situation. Yeah. So <laughs> you kind of got to yeah. do something. And I feel but like the Warriors are so stubborn. Like, why are they high pick and roll every time? What are you doing? Like, yeah. What are and, you doing? And I think they'll get to that point if they need to. They I, need to. Like, they, they always you can't go back to they, game seven. Three, two. You, it's so three, two, three, one. Like you needed to. Three, 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 one. You like needed like Shit. They got lucky. They got lucky in game four. No, in game four, they went to what they should have been doing all of no, game five. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. That's, Fourth that's quarter. True too. <laughs> Maybe both. They, they are just a totally different Warriors team too. Like it's, it's not just that the supporting cast has changed with the faces. It's like it is a totally different team. This has to be a team that scores a ton of points and just gets up a ton of threes and beats you with offense where I, I've never thought that about the Warriors before when it was Sean Livingston, when it was Iguodala, when it was all those guys, like they just had so many ways to beat you defensively. Andrew Bogut. Now it's like they can't afford to have bad offensive nights because the defense just isn't at the same level as it used to be. And so like when Steven Adams is in the paint, they got to find a way to, to, Beat that up. I, I I don't I don't think the Grizzlies can get away with that though. Like Steven Adams just laying back in the paint against Clay and Steph uh-huh. and the real MIP. I, I just don't MIP. see it. 
Well, we'll see. Maybe he should make a maybe. Well, he should still be in San Francisco, right? Because he didn't make the trip to Memphis. That's for sure. He's so improved that he just did it. He just stayed at home. He's so improved. He doesn't even need to go on the road. That's how efficient he is. All right. Take three. He wasn't take, alone. No, he wasn't. He was well, I just got no Anderson, though. He looked good. You know? It was like 30 minutes of garbage oh time in that game. It was incredible. Yeah, literally. Yo, they started the Nemanja Bielitsa yep. in the second half. I was like, oh, we're He's done so. here, buddy. All right. Take three. Crystal ball. It's game six. Mike Brown just get ready for his Kings career. Game baby. six predictions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As we're taping this, we're just a few hours away from game six of Philly and Miami. Sixers are trying to stay alive against the Heat, and the Mavs hold on to dear life as they play the Suns. The Miami Heat have five players listed as questionable for Thursday's Game 6, including Kyle Lowry, who has been ruled out. This puts the Sixers in a good position to force a Game 7. Sixers save one of their worst performances of the year as they were absolutely miserable in Game 5. Joel Embiid was knocked in the face yet again, and after the game, he explained how he feels like he's fighting a lose-lose battle by being out on the floor. Jade, tape me. our chances uh, to come back here. Jimmy seems to be in a great rhythm right now. So how do you guys make him less comfortable? Uh, we just got we got pressure. Uh, obviously, we got we haven't done a bet, uh, a good job on them. Uh, we just got you know make him work hard for you know whatever he's getting. Uh, you see, you know, are they guarding me? Then you know that will not allow me to catch a ball. Uh, you know. Uh, it's hard for me to have the ball in my hands, so we got to have that same mentality, uh, you know, just playing against uh, them, and especially him. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, obviously I'm not a specialist. I'm just listening to the doctors. Um, I don't think so. So it's just about, you know, pain tolerance and, uh, you know, this is a lose, lose situation for me. Uh, you know, if I don't play, you know, uh, probably get called soft and, you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that I guess is just not good enough. Uh, so, you know, it's all about, you know, just, you know, try to stay, uh, not get too high or too low and, you know, just going out there and, uh, really, you know, try to, like I said, dig very deep and, uh, try to do, you know, whatever, whatever I can. Well, next we'll go to Gino Marcus, we'll go to Tim. 
Joe, I only ask this just because it's our first time getting to talk to you. But any reaction to that? Meanwhile, in Dallas, all hopes ride with the Slovenian slinger as Luka Doncic hopes to force a game seven against the Suns. Phoenix crushed the Mavs 110 to 80. Luka Doncic uncharacteristically was very selfish in this one, often deciding to run that one man offense. Just two assists in 35 minutes. Despite that, he left the court saying everybody acts tough when they're up. Jade, tape me again. Stupid Johnny. We'll do it for Johnny. Jay, let's start in the East. Take out your crystal ball. This is going to sound weird on Friday, but it's Thursday. Can the Sixers force a game seven? Will they force a game seven? I actually think Miami's going to go in there and whoop that trick. Miami's going to go in there and just lay it on the 76ers. I, I, first, I, I also, I feel like I underestimate this Sixers team a little bit. <laughs> like They still have Embiid, they still have Harden. I just feel like the, the Heat have a more complete team. They've got a team with better fabric. I, I, I think this is gonna be just a, a collapse for the 76ers. And the booze will be incredible. Oh, the booze will be incredible. Oh, the booze will be massive. Marcus, crystal ball this. I'm going the other way. I'm going the other okay. way, baby. Hey, you said we kind of underestimated Philly. No, we. <laughs> it was a full on underestimation. <laughs> it, was, it was an underestimation. <laughs> it was full on under. Here's why. The the so I've I've vacillated. Joel and Beats sounded like the series was over, right? Yeah, he did. He's like, this is a lose lose situation. There's no way I can win in this like, situation. I was about like, to say he no, he just it was like well. he didn't even want to say the word win, right? <laughs> but then Kyle Lowry out to me, that's just that's a problem. Like it, closing out a team, I, I just like the idea of of a guy, of a leader on the court, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who can handle the rock, somebody who can put people in the right places. To me, I think that's a big, a bigger loss. Even when he was out there with a half a hammy, like how Lowry being on the floor matters. So if there is an opening for Philly, I think it's not having Kyle Lowry. I'm going with Tyrese Maxey going off, Joel Embiid going off, saving face and losing in Miami in game seven. That's, that's Philly's fate. All right, what about Dallas and in uh, the Phoenix Suns game six? Who won, guys? Wait a second. First, can we can we like relax on whoop that trick? Like, it's a kind of problematic statement. It's extremely <laughs> problematic. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying I, I haven't said anything about it just because you know I don't want to sound mm-hmm. like that dude. But it's a pretty oh, it's a pretty uncomfortable feeling with an entire with arena. Coco back in the day. When the Warriors are doing that? No, not at all, buddy. Oh, the Warriors are doing that? Not the Warriors. Yeah, I don't. Oh, but the fans were in love with the Coco. The Warriors were in love with the Coco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in love with Whoop That Trick. I just want to point out that it's really talking about a pimp beating up his girl. Like, we we probably shouldn't be celebrating that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like well, 20,000 people problem. screaming, waving banger, out to like, uh, has anybody it's seen a, this it's movie? A, it's a problematic movie as well, you know? Like, Terrence yes. Howard, not a good dude, you know? Like, in real life, not a good dude in that movie. They really will start the song on there. They yeah. get the movie playing, and, you know, Taraji mm-hmm. P, you know, it's hard yeah. out here for a pimp. I'm like, yo, what are we doing? 
It's tough, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm an old curmudgeon. Hey guys, My bad. No, no, no. I, I feel I mean, There are kids hey in the arena. There are kids in here. I, I get uncomfortable when people make 69 jokes. Nice. I'm like. <laughs> I just, it's not hey, for me. <laughs> I don't get why those are cool. I don't get why people are you cool with ask, those. You can't afford it. Hey, guys. What about, what about Mav Sons? Jay. <laughs> Throw a throw a percentage on that one. Is it sixty nine percent? Is a hundred percent? How do the Mavericks? How likely are they to force a game seven? It's a I think the Mavericks force a game seven. The Mavericks force a game okay. seven. Um, their defense will do a much better job. Uh, they are not going to turn the ball twelve, turn the ball over twelve times in the same quarter again. I I just trust in Dallas. They'll they'll do a better job. Luca will have a great game. He's going to be tough to extinguish. Marcus, I, I can I just say I'm hoping Dallas wins. Can I just say that? Why? I'm why? Hoping we get a game, seven. game seven. No, because that pushes the, the okay. schedule back. So this is purely purely <laughs> selfish. I'm trying to I'm trying to schedule it so I can be at home for my daughter's oh, birthday. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And it, it kind of props up. That's cute. Kind of props up perfectly if Phoenix and Dallas mm. go seven. Of course, it doesn't matter if the Warriors lose at seven. Then I'm definitely home for the birthday, right? Yeah, then it won't so. matter at all. <laughs> but the most ideal setting would be the Warriors winning Game oh. Six. How Dallas fun would it be? Six, and now I get a few that, days well, yeah, off. That we're all before. worried about your days off, but uh, how how fun would it be for <laughs> Booker and Luca Game Seven? Those dudes hate each other. They really don't like. Where each did other. this come from? Think, by the I way, think, like, I think like, the, the Suns are sick of Luca complaining all the time, and Luca is sick of. Oh, so is this I series? So though. it might have been, it might have stemmed from earlier. It, it feel like it's it, a little it bit of like history it's there. Too yeah. much to just be the series, but yeah, like there's definitely. There's definitely some animosity from those actions. And then I'm sure if you're the Mavs, if it is because if of you're the, the Mavs, aren't you looking at Chris Paul and be like, hello, you fine with he does if he does it. Like, that's what <laughs> right, I was yeah. just going to say. If it, if it is because of the complaining, like you cannot complain. If you got Chris Paul on your team, you cannot be mad when somebody talks to no. the refs. No, you can't. You absolutely you cannot. Can't. Uh, can't do it. Both those dudes are hard to watch with that, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, super annoying. On. You guys get, can y'all just relax yeah. sometimes? It's, Spoiler alert. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But it's I do, I will say. <laughs> yeah, right. The, I, will, I will say this. I, I don't know if I've seen this before. There was a couple times where Chris Paul did one of his things, got called for it, and was like, yeah, 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 yeah you got yeah, me. Right. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen right, that from yeah. Chris Paul. He, he was like, oh, dang, you caught me. I was like, look at Chris Paul growing as a man. Nice. Like yeah. that. All right, take four. You get an MVP, you get an MVP, and you get an MVP. It's official. The league announced Wednesday night that Nikola Jokic is the 2022 MVP, the second consecutive international player to claim two in a row after Giannis was honored in 2019 and 2020. This marks the first time international players have won the award in four consecutive seasons. He's the 13th player to win back-to-back MVP awards. Quote from Jokic on an interview with TNT Broadcast, it was a real emotional moment for me. Jade, play the tape. He also rode in on like a horse and buggy or something.
me who it is and you know I'm coming from this city like it's I think it's really I mean there is no way that I, I will come to NBA and play basketball you know from this city and from, from this table basically and then now I'm playing I'm playing basketball in the best league in, 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 you know, in the world and playing on a high level so I mean, it's. I think it's remarkable just to just to be in the NBA and then just to, let's say, did what we did as the Denver Nuggets. I think it's a, uh, it's pretty pretty historical. Let's say uh, from from the from the bubble when they when we came back two times from three one and then the whole things every year we are growing growing as a team. I think uh, it's uh, something that uh, I will look up. To, I will look up uh, when I'm when I'm older and say like. We did a really, really tough thing and really great thing. Hey, last thing is, you may not know this. You know, we've told we've told people about how how much you uh, you enjoy horses. We, I, you know, I sit next to the world's biggest jockey. Um, you may not be aware of Shaquille O'Neal's riding ability, um, and so just a, just another piece of common ground for you two big men to discuss next time you get together. Maybe we can race. That's going to be a great, great thing. But like I said, he's a, he's a he's a jockey. I'm a driver. Hopefully, I'm going to be a driver one year. So uh, I'm just going to enjoy my horse harness racing and my trotters because that's my passion. And that's that's. I mean, people around me know where I spend my days. Hey, we congratulate you, Nicola, on your uh, on your second straight MVP award. Um, Continued success and enjoy enjoy your your time off and enjoy that little baby daughter too. Thank you. I will. I know I will. As far as your shooting goes from the outside, are you still having trouble kind of adjust to the mask in terms of you know, trying to take shots in the um, at this point, you know, those questions uh, are good, but you know, if I if I say that I'm feeling a certain way. It's probably looked at as excuses. Uh, you know, if I don't say anything, it's probably looked at as, nah, you must be fine. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have an answer. Uh, you know, y'all know what's going on. You know, I'm just really just pushing through it. Fun fact, LeBron James extended his record. 19 years in the league, 19 years of getting at least one vote in MVP balloting, a fifth-place vote, a curious fifth-place vote. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, on Thursday, people taking care of relationships. Meanwhile, on Thursday, the league announced that it is unveiling an ensemble of trophies and awards that will feature new designs and will honor iconic players such as Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, and you guessed it, Bob Cousy, who never made the NBA Finals until Bill Russell was his teammate. But he made a lot of them things once, once Russell, Bill was Russell his carried his ass to the NBA Finals. There will now be a Conference Finals MVP trophy for each conference. Magic Johnson in the West, Larry Bird in the East, and the NBA is naming its two conference championship trophies. Bob Cousy for the East, again, never won until Bill Russell was on his team, and Oscar Robertson in the West, who played for Cincinnati, but that was technically in the West. Marcus. Will the Magic and Bird MVP awards help to quiet the regular season MVP debate? No. It's <laughs> just going to give people one more thing to be mad about. Absolutely not. No. And you know what? It's, it's not designed to anyway, right? I, I, I perfectly think they're leaning in. It's 
we we just don't know how to talk about basketball as a as a hoop community mm-hmm. anymore without this element, right? So I don't think it's going anywhere, and I don't think you know this is this is even designed to do that. Like it's it's a it's a mm-hmm. vitriolic conversation where the person you root for has to be the greatest of all time, and the person who's against them is trash. And the the, the crazy part is the magic and bird rivalry is probably historically the most respect you'll see two superstars give each other. Yeah. Right. Like even in their prime. Right. And and I think that is the real answer to the conversation. It's, it's these players kind of leading the way and recognizing each other's greatness. I, I'll never forget hearing bird Lou when they lost bird at the, at the post game saying, I, like he's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like him. Like after a loss, Bird said that about magic, right? Like, so to me, we just won't get past that until they start doing it. But we're too busy tearing people mm-hmm. down. So, you know, it won't change. This is who we are. I'm going to be so mad when someone unworthy wins the Bob Cousy Award. I mean, that's, that's, or the Oscar. Well, those, well, those, of course, those are, of course, those Zach would think that's yeah, why they the should teams. get it. Like, I can see, I can see the Kings winning the, the Eastern Conference Championship. Oh, that's for yeah. teams. Then, then so when, Magic when and someone Bird. unworthy wins a Larry yeah. Bird, uh, I mean, it's just going to be a tough day. It's going to be a dark day for what's America. funny. Like imagine, imagine, imagine Bucks Heat last year is the conference finals, not first round, and Bryn Forbes wins it because he outscored Jimmy Butler in a four zero sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Bryn Forbes Bryn with Forbes. the Larry Bird yeah. Award, man. I yeah. need that. Um, no, this is. I don't know if this is necessary at mm. all. I, I I tend to think even Finals MVP, like it means a lot historically, but in the end, you're just it ends up just people arguing about whether one great player on the same team was better than another. Like when Steph and Kevin Durant were competing for that mm-hmm. on the same team. And and Steph, people were saying, you know, Steph's going to be judged by that. Like it just just makes no sense. I hate that that aspect of it. That that. So I'm actually against all these. Now that well, I they, think they, about they, it, I'm they do against it in baseball, right? The NLCS MVP, the ALCS MVP. I don't hate it. I actually I actually really like but it. But in baseball, the best player don't even make the That's playoffs. True, yeah. So then that really yeah. <laughs> two best players. Two best players don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Two best the players team, right. don't make the playoffs. And the best pitcher doesn't make the playoffs in the National League. Like it's it's kind of crazy how that works. I just can't wait to see hear somebody's getting slandered because you have zero Bob Cousy oh rewards. You have never That's won the Eastern Conference Finals, you guys. Know Bob Cousy is the loser team. Okay, that's what it is. That's the one where. But we're, we're just we're just telling you know, the league what they should. We have should done. definitely should. retroactively award the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers with the Bob Cousy Award. That one does seem fitting, oh, right? Oh man. <laughs> That's which true. which, which Cavs team was that? The one that won sixty six games? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. The no, one they, that no, 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 the one that won a lot less than that. They made it out of and nowhere. They got swept yeah, by they the got Spurs. Swept by the Spurs. Right? Tony Parker got Finals like, MVP. They were starting like Sasha Pavlovich and yep. Ira Nubel and shit. <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> Eric Snow, Ira Nubel, Sasha Pavlovich, LeBron, Big Z, Booby. I mean, LeBron yeah, was a Obi legend. Gibson, yeah. He was like 22 dragon replacement level dude. It's ridiculous. Like you have to come back and think about that. He was 22 years old and that team got to the finals. 
It's pretty impressive. And they, it wasn't like they were beating nobody. Like they beat the yeah. Pistons too. Beat the Pistons. It wasn't like they just beat nobody. Yeah. And that Spurs team was a house. If they played anyone else, they would have gotten at least. Well, one. guys, I'm so glad we're talking about LeBron because it's time for take five. Trade LeBron. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIP. On Wednesday, LA Times reporter Bill Plaschke, who recently sat down for an hour-long one-on-one interview with Lakers owner Jeannie Buss, reported that Phil Jackson would prefer to trade LeBron and keep Russell Westbrook during an appearance on Doug Gottlieb's radio show. As we now know, Phil Jackson significantly involved in the team's search committee for a new head coach. One more friend for Jeannie Buss to lean on. Quote from Plaschke, I've heard that Phil would like LeBron traded. Jade, play the tape. I mean, I, I again, I'm, I, I, I've read the piece, but what was Jeannie like in terms of, you know, she seems like a very fun, delightful person, and I know she wants to make this work. What was her kind of, what was her vibe like? Yeah, that's a great question. She's very fun. I mean, she's very nice and very accommodating, you know, and always smiling, but there's a really, I sense that, it resolved in her. She, you know, when I requested the interview, I didn't expect to hear back right away. She got back right away saying she wanted to do it. Because I think she wanted Laker fans to know she's really upset. I wish she was upset enough to fire Rob Palenka, but she's not there yet. But she's really, she could tell behind her smile, she was, there was this feeling there like, she, she was embarrassed last year, and changes are coming. And she's involving now more than just Palenka. I thought that was a big part of the story, was that she confirmed what we'd all been saying, that Magic Johnson's back in the mix. And Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson's back in the mix. And she's taking advice from everyone. So I think... My whole my takeaway basically is that the Rob Pelink is on a short leash. They got to get a good coach. They got to figure out Russell Westbrook. They got to they got to make LeBron happy. They got to fix fix this, or else. 
and people say, well, she's so nice, there's not going to be anywhere else. But remember, she fired her brother. So she is. She can be cutthroat when she has to be. And I think she's given him one year to get it right. Um, okay, why, why are you bringing Magic Johnson back? I mean, he was an abject disaster. Yeah, well, maybe may, may, may in a position in a position where he's a, he's a distant consultant just taking her phone calls and not having to run it, the operation. Maybe that's what she thinks will help. Well, she's, too, she's just so damn blind loyal, too. LeBron James under contract with the Lakers next season for $44.5 million, the final year of his deal. This August, the Lakers can offer him a two-year $97.1 million extension. The conventional wisdom around the league has long been that he would sign it and finish his career as a Laker, but that may be shifting. Jay, being a king yourself, do you still think the Lakers need to trade LeBron? <laughs> uh, I... So my thing is that they're just stuck and, and I don't see a way out. I I would, I would look for any way to have LeBron and Anthony Davis contend again. I I think as you look around this playoffs, there's nobody invincible out there. Like there, there is no team that they can't match if they put the right supporting cast around those guys. I just think it's going to be impossible to do that. So after searching for other options and probably failing to find one, then yes, I would strongly consider moving LeBron James and moving Anthony Davis, moving them both, getting a huge haul, and then going out and signing, guys, because at the end of the day, you're the Lakers and people are going to want to play for you. So that would be my idea. The best part of this whole story is that Phil Jackson does not work for the organization has not worked for the organization in however many years. And and still, because of how dysfunctional the Lakers are, his beliefs are relevant. <laughs> it's just great. It's just great. Like, they're at the point where this, this dude who coached them a decade ago might actually be calling the shots on whether LeBron James stays or goes. And and that's just a special level of dysfunction that you really have to admire. Does he want LeBron gone or does he want the posse Ooh. out of there? Oh, oh, brought it back to the back. posse. <laughs> brought it back to the posse. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. I should have been prepared for that, <laughs> but I wasn't. That's a great question. LeBron James. You can't trade LeBron. For what? I don't think the Hall would be incredible. By the way, <laughs> you don't. I don't think the Hall. I, yeah, I would be know, incredible. Like, no one's given up long term stuff for him, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's thirty. He's thirty seven. Or shit, be maybe someone's just like, yo, at the end of next him. season. You know what? Screw it. We'll be interesting. We'll sell tickets. We'll sell jerseys. Like we'll make some money. Don't you think like the heat? The only place the I'd say Charlotte. Charlotte would jump Charlotte? over. Charlotte? Charlotte would jump Mike all over. is not going to trade for LeBron <laughs> Mike, James. Mike, the Wizards you would be out of your mind. <laughs> Mike, Mike would be like, man, you know, no, come on, yeah, man. It this is thing is not going to happen. <laughs> give, give you uh, Miles Bridges and LaMelo for LeBron. Let's go. The idea, like Phil you has to, because Phil had to have known that Bill Plaschke would run with this, right? If like to let it be, whether Phil told him or he had someone tell him or whatever, 
Like this just has to be Phil deciding. Eh, ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna throw some chaos into the mix. Yeah. Did you see Stephen A's response no. though? Stephen A had me dying laughing. He's like <laughs> the last time. <laughs> the last time. <laughs> the last time this guy had uh, powers, he his first sign it was Lamar Odom, who oh, was yeah. on crack. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I, I just think Phil Jackson probably should ride off into the Montana sunset and go hang out with the Yellowstone Ranch or something. And but that's the thing, like these are the people they trust. <laughs> these are the dudes they I call. Mean, there, and leave there's on. a whole thing about just the where people are leaning, like where Jeannie Buss is. Like, like she just, it feels like she's got too no. many, too much, just just too much trust in the Rambus family. It just that is. That whole story with Plachke was like, so is is Kurt Rambis still in power? She's like, yep. Yep. People people have been wrong about him the whole time. He's great. So is is Magic Johnson still in power? Like he he walked away from your friend. Like, oh yeah, he's still in power. I listen to him all the time. Like he, he's a great <laughs> voice for me. It's like, what is going on? Just just hire someone, empower that person. And and let them go make basketball decisions or, that don't involve Russell Westbrook. It, that was a, the other best part of this whole thing is Phil Jackson no, saying he, he wants to make Russell Westbrook work, but <laughs> this he wants is the to best trade part LeBron. Here, yeah. He yeah. believes in Russ. Trade LeBron, he keep believes Russ. in Russ. You know trade, what, Mister Triple Double? Trade LeBron, keep Russ. Yeah, you know, we always thought, hey, if LeBron, it wouldn't be cool if LeBron averaged a triple double one season, and then Russ came out and did it and made it, it made it just boring and made it insignificant. And Phil's like, nah. We're gonna bring this back. We're gonna make this work. <laughs> We're running this back. Yeah. The Lakers. That's just... the wildest thing of it all to me. Do you think Jeannie? You're Jeannie... right. Who could they hire though? Who should they hire to just take over the franchise? <sighs> like, all right, this is your show now. Whoever it was, they would have to take an incredible amount of money. Oh, Masai. Well, Masai yeah. is your. It would be great. Masai, throw tons of money at that, that man. Throw all the money at that man. You know that why? Because he would not prefer Russell Westbrook to LeBron James. <laughs> the very lowest standard like, who? that whoever runs the Lakers who? next you should, to, you should trust who? be forced to clear. It's <laughs> Do you think JD really like gave that interview and was saying to herself, like, yep. I'm killing it right now. People, I'm really, really building people's trust in this franchise I mean, franchise I'm right sure now. there's a lot more to the interview than just that stuff, but that's what's obviously going to, like, make the headlines. <laughs> like, that's just... That's just, that's just good. Like, that's... That's just good reporting by Bill Plaschke. That's all that is. That's a he good went, call. He went like name by name of basically every every person who, who has been involved with the Lakers franchise in a key role over the last 50 years. It was like, is this guy in a position of influence? Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Him, too. And her. It's just All I can think about is the Magic Johnson. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. be here. Like, it's like- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this week's Point of Contention. Don't forget to subscribe to all the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors Plus Minus. Anything is potable. Down to dunks. No dunks. Lou Guys. Sixers Beat. Forum Club. Game Notes. And Michelle Beatles Podcast. What did I miss? For Jay King. For Marcus Thompson. For Jade Hoy. I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. They really won a title two years ago, too. And now it's like that. (laughs) Bubble titles count, too.
Tear us apart 